Blog Talk Radio.
Divine, all blessed, peace and love, joy and prosperity, revelation and manifestation. Olodi, the scourge of the town. Olofa, the arrow shooter. Afi Alak Bagbo Daju Icharu, user of the time to cause more confusion. Listen and you shall hear me in the wind. Know it is my thunder that gives a warning in the dark. Do not dare deny me through false tongue, my daughters. Do not anger me with fences of blindness. For you must run wild and free of injustice to celebrate me. And it is you who must call forth the storm of change. You are now indeed listening live and always in archive at your leisure and convenience to the Divine Prince. Pan-African spiritualist, practitioner, author, and advisor, Elagun Oloye Hudu Obeya Bokua, sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, universal, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a pan-African Hudu world spiritualist perspective, understanding that all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veil, for it is all just an illusion, an attempt, and one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. This is my constant prayer, my mantra, affirmation, reverberation, reiteration, and my ever-living reality. It is crucial to the very foundation of my understanding, my teaching, my walk, my works, my demonstration along this divine, all-blessed life path and journey. It is how I, the divine prince, make sense out of all that we are challenged with here in our daily existence on Mother, Father, Earth. And it is my personal place of power and understanding that place from where I begin, the place from where I realize and crystallize all my in-depth understanding that I and I alone create and co-create my divine destiny, and I and I alone create and co-create my divine all-blessed reality. And so it is, I say, today is Friday, winter solstice Friday, December 21st. 2018, and I am emanating and vibrating with you and for you live, virtually, verbally, cosmically, quantum, universally from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince, Thai Potions, Hutu Central, Black Hawk Voodoo, in this legendary, historic, beautiful, and most enchanted city in America. Some would say most African city in America. Some would say the most Caribbean city north of the border, New Orleans, Louisiana, and the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this spiritualist who do obey our life path and journey, passing down the great opiate state along with the knowledge of the healing, life-giving herbs, roots, plants, rituals, spirits, and minerals. Please do join me here at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time for the Power Lunch. Revolutionary Hoodoo, New Orleans Voodoo Secrets and Recipes here on Blog Talk Radio, www.blogblogtalkradio.com forward slash the divine 
hyphen Presley. My live listening and call in number is area code three four seven two one five eight nine six seven. Three four seven two one five eight nine six seven. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, please do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I'll be more than happy to unmute your mic and bring you into the conversation. Also, my website where I can be reached, utilizing various means, virtually 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, operating in 360 degrees of well-documented revelation and manifestation is www.houseofthedivineprince.com. And please do visit me and Denise Augustine and Historic Treme at www.oursacredstories.com. www.oursacredstories.com. Who needs help? What can we do to make a difference? When do you need me to start? How can I assist you? And how can we do more with you and for you? For indeed I am, because my creators are all-powerful, open, and receptive to all that operates for my good here and now in this divine moment and time space, create and recreate my divine destiny, because I am, and my creators are, because I am, and my ancestors are, without beginning or ending. I am eternal, all-powerful. I create and recreate my reality. Realize, 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 see, and understand that we indeed create and recreate our reality through what we believe, through what we understand, through what we truly understand, and how we apply that understanding in demonstration in life. Please do visit my updated Blog Talk Radio homepage. See my pickaninnies at the top in my border understanding that we were at one time forced to take on religion, to take on Christianity, to take on Islam, to take on Catholicism. That once upon a time we were not allowed to gather. We were not allowed to drum. We were not allowed to profess religion. We were not allowed to read. And so Voodoo is revolutionary. Voodoo is the thing that broke consciousness for the enslaved African in Haiti during the time of the Haitian Revolution and allowed self-empowerment to come in. I want to share with you today. I want to share Deborah Debbie, June 13, 2017, language of the blues. Voodoo. This is an installment of her weekly series, The Language of the Blues, in which the author and rock musician Deborah Devi explores the meaning of a word or a phrase found in Voodoo. You can grab a signed copy of Devi's award winning glossary, The Language of the Blues, from Al Korub to Zuzu, forward by Dr. John at Blue. Eccentric.com. There is also an e-book that is available, and I do believe it's available for free, The Language of the Blues from Al-Korab to Zuzu. 
of the Forward by Dr. John at bluecentric.com and also available by ebook. Voodoo is a religion that evolved in America from the West African Vudan, one of the most sacred and ancient religions of the world. I often say the, the oldest organized religion of the world is Vudan. The defining Voodoo experience, possession, is a source for the idea in blues and later on in rock and roll that a musician's highest attainment is to connect with the soul and be so possessed by this connection that it animates and drives him or her performance. The Voodoo religion originated from the Fon Ebe people, my people, of the former West African kingdom of Dahomey, a country known today as Benin. The Fon word Voodoo means spirit or deity. Voodoo means God or great spirit. This supreme creator is represented as a great snake named Don that supports the universe and its coils. Today in Haiti and in American Louisiana, New Orleans voodoo, strongholds like New Orleans, Dan is worshipped as Dambala or the great zombie. If you were here yesterday, you heard me talk about and advise you to go in and update your Ancestry.com if you have not done so already. If you have Ancestry.com blood results, you need to go in and click a button and update your results, and you will find that many of your answers, many of your lineages have been readjusted, (laughs) have been updated. And the reasoning behind this, as I stated on yesterday's show, please go back in the archive and listen to yesterday's show. You always free to listen to any of the shows automatically. Almost moments after the ending of a live show, it ends up in the archive on my Blog Talk Radio homepage, and you can always listen to my last 10 years of shows. But yesterday, specifically, we talked about updating your DNA because they are now um, operating not only from what they operated before, which were 3,000 DNA copies, uh, they say they now are operating from, I believe it's 13,000 DNA copies. And with this, they are able to be more specific about some of your discovery DNA results. So you go into your DNA story and ancestry, your ethnicity estimate, if you will. And on the right side of the page, it's going to be a... uh, index of all of the ethnic groups that show up in your blood, Uh, and then at the bottom of that, there should be a green button that's going to allow you to see your previous results when you first took this test, and now the updated results. And I'm not going to do, uh, spend a whole lot of time on this, because I did talk about it in detail on yesterday, but I will say, just for the context of today's show, um, I have increased in Cameroon, Congo, Southern Bantu people, uh, something like 17% in my DNA score. And also I've increased something like 13%, I believe it is. I don't have it right in front of me in my uh, Benin 
Togo uh, um, ethnic group. So indeed, I feel even more vindicated, even more validated, even more reconfirmed in my connection, not only to Weedah, Benin, and and that general area, but to West Africa, again, uh, at a deeper deeper level. Don and Weedah and the Serpent Temple are often examples that I utilized to demonstrate a connection between New Orleans, Voodoo, and West Africa that is not readily apparent in Haitian or even 21 Division Voodoo. Voodoo was transplanted to America in the Caribbean when the Dahomey conquered their neighbors, uh, the Eve, in 1729 and traded their prisoners of war with slaves in exchange for European goods. Many Dahomey people were also captured and traded into slavery. And these enslaved people found themselves en route to French and Spanish colonies in the Caribbean. Slaves in the largely Catholic West Indies were forbidden on pain of death from practicing their so-called heathen religion. But they quickly grasped the similarities between the Voodoo tradition praying to ancestral gods called Loa to intercede in their favor with gods and Catholics praying to their saints for a similar intercession and by superimposing Catholic saints over the Loa created a hybrid religion called Santeria saint worship in the Spanish islands and voodoo in Haiti Santeria, Sanse, there are many forms of this manifestation. 21 divisions, Dominican voodoo, which shares the island with Haiti. So the Creole or Creole voodoo is ever-present in the Americas. It's in our blood. It's in the ground. And so we must revive it, awaken it, bring light to it in order to be fully empowered in our truth today, on August 22nd, 1791, of course, we know that now that Haitian slaves revolted, and with help from voodoo priests who consulted oracles to guide military strategies, the revolutionaries defeated Napoleon Bonaparte's army. They declared independence on January 1st, 1804, establishing Haiti as the world's first. Republic. You've heard me say that they were bringing enslaved Africans from Ouida and the west coast of Africa as early as 1700. So you had a hundred years of Dahomey and Efe Voodoo influence in New Orleans, Louisiana, and ultimately in the black enslaved South. Threatened by the Haitian slave revolt, the United States and Western Europe slapped punitive sanctions on Haiti, turning the prosperous, prosperous, once most prosperous colony into an impoverished state, unable to sell the products of its field. And to some degree, people would suggest that even today, Haiti is still impoverished under the weight of this colonial attack. In addition, in to France demanded that Haiti pay rich 
reparations of $90 million gold francs, $21.7 billion in today's dollar, to former slave owners. Haiti has yet to recover those resources. The sensationalistic book, Haiti, or the Black Republic, written in 1884 by S. St. John, portrayed voodoo as an evil devil-worshipping cult. The book contained gruesome descriptions of human sacrifice, cannibalism, and black magic, some of which were extracted from voodoo priests by torture, a la the Spanish Inquisition. The book later became a popular source for Hollywood screenwriters who began churning out voodoo horror flicks in the 1930s. And in the North American colony, meanwhile, slave owners beat and executed West African slaves who were caught practicing their just traditions. These were characterized by white as barbaric, primitive, and sexually licentious. <laughs> In actuality, voodoo possession is not the demon possession portrayed by Hollywood movies, but is the same state of union with the divine spirit sought in most spiritual practices. It is akin to becoming filled with the Holy Ghost in a sanctified church, reaching the Buddhist state of nirvana, or obtaining the yogi's divine bliss called samadhi. The chanting, drumming, singing, dancing of voodoo ceremonies are efforts to reach higher levels of consciousness. The priest or priestess attempts to invoke the loa to descend the physical of the hot floor of the temple and possesses or mount members of the congregation. The loa will only prepare to attain a state of ecstatic union with the divine. The Morality implicit in this is stated in the ancient proverb, great gods cannot ride little horses, and is expressed in some writing, writer metaphors that we can find in the blues. Voodoo arrived in Louisiana in 1800 in the form of Marie Laveau, it says. But voodoo arrived in Louisiana and in New Orleans in the 1700s with the first enslaved Africans who were brought here. And so Marie Laveau's presence only brought an attractive, visible face to voodoo. Marie Laveau made voodoo look good to people who would otherwise find it barbaric, find it less than human, find it uh, uh, blasphemous. Voodoo came out of the closet with the arrival in Marseille of Haitian slave owners who had escaped to Cuba with their slaves during the Haitian Revolution and were then expelled from Cuba. Many fled with their slaves to the French and Spanish-speaking port city of New Orleans, where the voodoo religion quickly spread by 1890. Laveau's granddaughter was said to be the legendary voodoo queen of New Orleans. Today, an estimated 15% of New Orleans practice voodoo. It is also popular in other North American cities with significant African and Haitian communities. Voodoo is 
practiced by roughly 60 million people worldwide, not only in Benin and Haiti, where it was officially sanctioned as a religion in 2003, but also in Dominican Republic as 21 Divisions, Puerto Rico as San Cuba as Santeria, and, and to some degree, Lokomi, Brazil, Candable, and many other traditions, Ghana, Togo. In Brazil, Voodoo is called Candable, and in English-speaking Caribbean arenas, it is often referred to as Obia. In the United States, Voodoo has exerted a powerful influence on what the writer Michael Ventura called the metaphysics of American music. Ventura wrote in his brilliant essay, Here that long snake moaned that the 20th century would dance as no other had, and through the dance, secrets would be passed. First North America and then the whole world would, like the old blues say, hear the long snake moan. And so there are many powerful um, references to voodoo, hoodoo, conjure, obia, root working in American blues. Songs like Annie Lou Blues, Tampa Red, Hudson Whitaker, Prescription for the Blues, Clara Smith, and Voodoo Child, one that's more commonly known by Jimi Hendrix. Voodoo is New Orleans, in my opinion. Voodoo is Louisiana, in my opinion. There's nothing here that you can discuss, the people, the food, the historic dress, the architecture, without invoking the spirit that is voodoo. Today, in keeping with my ongoing theme, we are recognizing the, uh, yesterday we recognized the Kanara, the candle holder. So today we, we recognize Mishuma, uh, Mishuma Saba, the seven candles representing the seven principles of Kwanzaa known as the Nguzu Saba. And Kwanzaa was created to introduce and reinforce seven basic values of African culture, which contribute to building and reinforcing family, community, culture among African-American people as well as Africans throughout the diaspora. These values we know as Nguzu Saba, which in Swahili means the seven principles developed by Dr. Karenga. The Nguzu Saba stand at the heart of the origin and the meaning and, and why we do Kwanzaa, if you will. And so today, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time, um, as I've said before, uh, getting too lost in sort of the Kwanzaa thing, for we know that it, it truly begins in earnest on, um, is it Wednesday, December 26, 2018? Uh, yeah. But we will briefly say emoja, unity. Success starts with unity, unity within self, unity of family, unity of community, unity of nation, unity of race. 
Kunti Chagulia self-determination, to be responsible for ourselves, to create our own destiny, which is my collective work and responsibility to build and maintain your community together, together, to help one another within your community, within your circle, within your family, Ujama collective economics to build, maintain, and support our own stores, establishments, and businesses, to support black businesses in earnest, and indeed those businesses that are, are operating with the community and the grassroots community in mind. Nia purpose to restore African-American people to their traditional greatness, to be responsible to those who come, who came before us, and to those who will follow our children and our our descendants. Kaumba, creativity, using creativity and imagination to make your communities better than what you inherited. Innovation, evolution, bringing things and ways of, of being to a higher level of vibration, to a higher level of, of demonstration. And, of course, Imani, faith, believing in our people, our families, our education, our leaders, our righteousness as a village, as the African diasporic village, but also faith in our ancestors and the spirit and the tradition that they believed in they operated in that indeed support our life today, the shoulders on which we stand upon. All is a blessing in the seven principles of Kwanzaa. Greetings, Joshua. Peace and blessings. I didn't realize you were online. Good day. All is a blessing. Um, I'm just... Simon, and I actually was here just listening in to what you were speaking of um, about the principles and of Kwanzaa and all of what's coming for the new year. Um, um, I know that today, um, for me, I don't know, today is, um, I think it's, isn't it, isn't it not the full moon today or isn't it a full moon today? It's a full moon. It's I'm also, it is. um, winter solstice. Yes. And and the full moon uh, does not time. fall on winter solstice very often. No, it doesn't. I figured that to be something significant. And, uh, I mean, just with the timing of things and along with, um, um, what we're speaking about when it comes down to, um, uh, the powers that we are so much operating in spiritually, um, the effect of the moon during this time, I think is going to be a great, of great significance. Uh, I feel, um, it's here now. So, um, it's present in a moment. Um, I, um, I'm looking here at the um, astrology and what's happening right now. It's it's pretty, like you said, it's pretty significant that it is happening at this moment. And I'm not sure. Do you have any input on that 
of of like what that would what that represents when it comes down to um, just the timing of it all. I guess I assume. Uh, I'm not sure I understand your question. Um, I mean, winter solstice happens every year. The only significant difference is, is that it is within the timing of the full moon. Does that does that factor into anything? I was just, I was just curious if if you if you knew of anything I mean, or if there was anything the, that within the realm of within the realm of, of Eurocentric magic, it might it might be a big deal to people who who practice um, you know Wiccan and and Earth based religions that have a more um, Eurocentric nature to them. The moon gotcha. and the sun and the positioning of the sky was indeed important in West Africa. I mean, we know that they mapped a great deal about what what's happening in the sky. But of course, when coming from a West African perspective, you you first gotta operate within that system, and there is a major difference in how Eurocentric people and systems chart time as opposed to how it's done in West Africa. I'm, you're operating on a seven-day week. We don't operate on a seven-day week in Voodoo, Ifa, Akan, Obia. We operate on a, on a week with much shorter days. And those days correspond with the movements of the, of the moon particularly of the moon, um, particularly in Europe when you consider Osa-Ifa, that four-day regimented cycle is more um, consistent with the movement of the with moon. The, with the moon. the danger yeah. in, in trying to over-assimilate um, Eurocentric spirituality with, with Voodoo. Um, and we do that a lot. We try to make comparisons, uh, even in, in, in Voodoo and in Yoruba. We try to make comparisons, but it's a slippery slope in doing that um, when you're not operating in, the, in the, uh, the knowledge of how these traditions work. So, yeah, I think it's a bunch of witches out there right now that are, you know, posting candles and making wishes. Uh, on the full moon because it's winter solstice, but um, the two technically don't don't really have a whole lot to do with each other. No, I figured that. I, I knew, I didn't know the magnitude of that myself, but I knew from being with you, being around you, and understanding that um, West African the calendar that uh, that we operate on is four day calendar. And being that it's four days, I just found that to be significant and symbolic to the moon. So I was just like, there has to be something to this. I just didn't know what it was myself personal. So I was just asking. Um, I thought it would be some good information to share with the audience, with the listeners. You also have to, you also have, to have a, a better understanding of what the winner spoke to fear. So, and how does that affect the equator? As opposed to North America and South America, as opposed yes, to Europe versus Africa itself, and, and how much yes. difference is that movement of light on the equator as opposed to uh, the northernmost and southernmost regions 
of the planet. So it's really hard to make a direct correlation between winter solstice per se and the moon and Buddha. Got it, got it, got it, got it. This one. But I was talking earlier about um, the uh, presence of voodoo here in North America, in in Louisiana, at least 100 years before any Haitian presence um, is documented. And so in that time, uh, particularly when we look at what people identify as hoodoo, root working, conjuring, phobia, um, a certain amount of forced amalgamation taking place when you have people who uh, I like to say knew how to count in their own language who are now being forced to count in, in, in Louisiana in French. In English. And in French, yeah. Abide by the slave master's um, schedule and the slave master's religion. Even if we weren't participating in that religion, uh, we were still participating in the care you know, for Master and Master's family uh, on a Sunday. So we were being forced to accept European, Eurocentric ways of viewing the world um, from the minute you you found yourself in in the Middle Passage, from the minute you found yourself um, enslaved. So it's very difficult today to to get people to... um, be born again, for lack of better words, in a more indigenous way of thinking so that you can truly digest ATR, African-based traditional systems, and then find a a means of applying that in a modern context um, to the lives that we live today. But but it's just, uh, and particularly on social media, it's just a slippery slope between people um, sort of taking very basic information and, and running with it and, and creating whole facade of, of a practice um, behind it. Even how we acknowledge the full moon, I think, is very curious in how we apply that information uh, to our lives every day and, and not just during the time of the full moon. Um, Astrology is so much deeper than horoscopes, <laughs> and horoscopes are very general, very simplistic. Um, they seek to, to disseminate uh, information to a to an overall general public that doesn't really know anything about spirituality and religion, doesn't know anything about astrology or astronomy or the positioning of the planets. Um, doesn't understand that these positions take on a different uh, 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 energy based on timing. Uh, Our planets aren't even in position right now where we think we see them in the sky. Uh, Just like our stars, by the time that light hits Earth, those stars have already moved, (laughs) you know, to a completely different location. So um, it's so much more complex. Then, then we tend to to go at it, um, to look at it. Mm. I think astrology also is a much more independent um, realm in terms of how it affects us. I think it's dangerous to make gener- generalities. Everybody's not 
affected the same by the full moon no more than they are uh, the new moon. And so keeping a journal, keeping a grimoire, knowing how to document um, is critical to getting more specific information about what these changes are and how they um, affect people. We often hear, oh, it's in, it's in Mercury retrograde, and then we, you know, use as an as an excuse to explain away every communication block chaotic person might have, you know, in the course of their day, and, and they they might not even understand where they are in terms of Mercury, you know. So, I think you know, doing the work, doing the homework, doing the study, initiating. Um, Incorporating this information at a much, much deeper level is important. And, and once it's in your head, I think it's important for some of my listeners to hear, once it's in your head, yes, you can then operate and activate certain power, certain knowledge without a tool, without moving a hand, just, just by way of thought or thinking. But you first got to have... Uh, if I can use technological language, you, you first got to have that download. You first got to have that download of that of that information, that power, that understanding, and then your third eye opens up. It's almost like reading a powerful book, and and then you sort of fall asleep or you doze off in the process, yeah. and now you're in that altered state of awareness. And so now you got all this new information in your head. But then your third eye is now open and you're in a suspended state because when we're woke, we have these guardians that say, oh, that's not real, that's not correct, that doesn't line up with, with math, that doesn't line up with, you know, our illusion of reality. But when you're in that meditative state, that half-woke state, that trance-like state, those guardians, if you will, are suspended. And now you're able, without fear, to explore and to see. I remember the first time I had contact with, with aliens. I had an out-of-body experience the very first time I had contact with aliens. I believe they had captured me and I was on a ship. And once I realized where I was, you know, first I'm hearing. I wasn't seeing. Things were blurry. I was hearing. Mm-hmm. And as my brain tried to interpret what I was hearing, what they were saying in their alien language then became apparent to me in, in more like English. And it was in that moment I remember experiencing fear. And the minute I felt that fear wash through me, I was back in my body, I was back on earth. It was almost like they had expelled me out of that that moment. I even believe that it was something about that fear that they thought could have been dangerous to them almost like a toxin of some sort. So so we must do the work, expel darkness, expel the unknown, expel the, the ignorance, expel the, the false amalgamation that we've been forced to take on during enslavement and, and go back to a much more pure connection with spirit. And I guarantee you results. I'm a result-oriented practitioner. You already know that, Joshua. I guarantee you yeah, results <laughs> um, in doing the work. My challenge is getting people to commit to doing that work. 
it's no more different than getting people to commit to, you know, doing the work to complete their degree. It's like that kind of study. And so how many people 